So we have the miracle of the nefesh, the soul, merging with the goof, which is the body. This is spiritual. This is physical. How do they get along? So that's a miracle. So we acknowledge this every day when we say the bracha, we say bracha to Hashem, Hashem does this wonder. Which wonder? So that's in general. But then specifically when it comes to a yin, which has a neshama, which is part of Hashem, a special neshama, and that also merges with the goof. It becomes one with the body also. So that's even a greater miracle. But when it comes to the neshama, which merges with the goof, there's different parts to this. Different parts means that you have the general picture and you have the details. The general picture is that the nefesh, the kis, the neshama, Holy Neshama goes into the Gulf. It's now in the physical body. That's its station now. But that's in general. And that's a miracle. But then comes the details. When it comes to the details, then it depends on us. It depends on us if we are going to reveal the, the Neshama in a revealed way in our lives. And when it comes to that, the neshama is broken up into, subdivided into five parts. Like we saw yesterday, nefesh, ruach, neshama, chay, yechida, five parts of the neshama. And our avoidah, our job in this world, is to reveal the different parts of the neshama. So the easiest part of the neshama to reveal is the lowest part of the neshama. That's the easiest one. What's the lowest part of the neshama? Nefesh. That's the easiest. It's not that easy. But it's the easiest. So if you want to reveal the nefesh of your neshama, what will you do? Do mitzvahs. Do mitzvahs. Okay, that's a start. That's a good start. Huh? Come to Yeshiva, okay, that's, that's even a better start. Okay, next, what else are you going to do? Notice if a yin does mitzvahs, that doesn't necessarily mean that you got the gibli, the revelation of nefesh. doesn't necessarily mean that. Maybe partially, yes, but it doesn't mean you have the gibli of nefesh. It's not just doing the mitzvahs. There's another ingredient. What's the other ingredient? Kabbalah Sad. Which means you accept upon yourself to do what Hashem wants, to do the mitzvahs. Kabbalah Sad. If you have Kabbalah Sad, that's how you feel the nefesh. Is that easy to do? That's not easy. Uh, is it easy? You say it's easy? Sometimes. Sometimes. Other times it's hard. If you say sometimes, that's like a bit of a contradiction to Kabbalah Zayel. Right. 
<laughs> because sometimes means when I enjoy good mood, and if not, so it's not Kabbalah Sil already. Kabbalah Sil means under all circumstances. So Kabbalah Sil is not easy. Not easy. It's doable. That's our job in this world. But it's not easy. There's different levels of Kabbalah Sil. Uh, it's uh, easier than to give, to accept, it's easier to, to, it's passive more than active. No, Kabbalah soil is not passive. It's very active. Kabbalah oil, to accept the yoke of heaven. All machut shamayim, to accept the yoke of heaven. That, that's, that's, uh, that, that, that's an investment. That, that's an engagement, that's an involvement, that's not easy. And there's different levels of this. You see, we're used to thinking, well, what does Kabbalah soul practically mean? It means, okay, I'm going to do the mitzvahs of Hashem. No matter what, I'm going to do it. Yes, I will. Okay, that's what we're used to thinking of Kabbalah soul, which is true, that's Kabbalah soul. But there's different levels of Kabbalah soul. Is there Kabbalah soil when it comes to eating? <coughs> Is there Kabbalah soil when it comes to sleeping? Is Kabbalah is 24-7? Or it's just when I engage in mitzvahs? So real Kabbalah soil, you know, is 24-7. Accepting the, the yoke of heaven. When? All the time. So does that mean there's no vacation? No rest? <laughs> it's also Kabbalah. It's also Kabbalah Sol, that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay, and in any case, Nefesh is like more accessible. It's more doable. And we struggle with that. You know, it's a struggle. It's a lifetime struggle. You could reach different levels of Kabbalah Sol, but it's... When you do have Kabbalah Sol, you have... You have access of the Nefesh of the Neshama, which is the lowest level but it's still part of the neshama. <coughs> then you have uh, ruach. Ruach is what? What's ruach in, in, in life? Spirit. Huh? Spirit? Wind. Wind, yeah, but what's in the neshama? What does it mean in the neshama? What's ruach? The emotive faculties. Huh? The emotive faculties. Right, 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 right. The emotions, the feelings, right, right. So the ruach of, the, of our neshama is to have a passion towards Hashem. To have feelings towards Hashem. So if you ask yourself this question, is my ruach activated? You ask yourself this question. What would you say? Do you, let me ask you this question. Do you love Hashem? Do you love Hashem? Okay. I'll pick on you, huh? Yes. Do you love Hashem? love Hashem. Uh, do you love Hashem? You love Hashem? Takes time. Takes time, okay. Now, uh, if you love Hashem, then I might accuse you of having the level of Ruach. Ruach is feelings. So you guys have Ruach. Of the Neshama, the Ruach, right? But that's not so simple. It's not so simple. 
because when when I ask you, do you love Hashem? It, it's it's not such a such a clear question. Like, what does it mean to love Hashem? What does that really mean to love Hashem? You know, there's different levels of love, different levels. But uh, <coughs> if someone <coughs> would love Hashem with a passion, then the result of this is it's impossible to sin. If you love Hashem, it's impossible to sin. I was thinking about the how, how does that connect? Huh? How does that connect? Because sometimes I think when you love someone, you want to rebel against them. Sometimes. Well, again, there's different levels of love, right? When you have a passionate love for something or someone, Okay, I love steak. I have a passionate love for steak. It's my favorite food, steak. I love steak. Okay, now, I, I always love steak, except sometimes I'm not thinking about it, I'm thinking about other things. But if I pass by a steak store, uh, you know, I want to go, you know, if they put steak in front of me, I want the steak, you know. It's, it's, you know I don't have to think about it all the time, but I never got a, into a fight with my steak. I got into a fight about my third steak, maybe, not my first one. Okay, now, when, when there's a person that I love passionately, when I love someone passionately, I'm not going to make that person upset. Maybe when I stop loving that person passionately, then I could get into a fight with someone. But when I love someone passionately, I'm not going to get into a fight at that point. Right? So if you love Hashem with a passion, okay, then it's impossible to sin. It's impossible. <coughs> okay, so if I would ask you, I'm not going to ask you this question. If I'm going to ask you, is it possible for you to sin? Does it ever happen? Don't answer the question. I might get an answer. I'm, I, I'm expecting, I might get an answer. Yes, it's possible. It might even happen. Rarely. Rarely, but it might happen. So that's not ruach, not ruach. Now, do you love Hashem? Well, what does love mean? If love means a passionate love for Hashem, then many people would say, no, not yet. In the process, it's not yet. You know? <laughs> Working on it, <laughs> but not yet. Oh, so that means I don't love Hashem? No, we all have a deep love to Hashem, but not necessarily a passionate love to Hashem. It's a difference. A child loves the parent. Is that love with a passion? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Passion, not necessarily. You love you, yeah, you love. You know, a lot of kids will say, Tati, I love you, but I'm playing with my friends. Tati says, could you bring me a tea? Tati, I love you, I'm middle of playing. Why do you have to ask me? Okay, I thought you love your father. Yeah, I love my father. Of course I do. But now with a passion. Okay, I have friends. That's my passion. So yeah, we all love Hashem, a deep love. We love Abbas Hashem, but a passionate love? Not necessarily. 
So the Ruach, level of Ruach of Neshama, isn't necessarily revealed in our lives. We possess it, but it doesn't mean it's revealed. Now the Torah gives us a mitzvah. The Torah says, It's Hashem and Kecho. You have to love Hashem. So what kind of love is the Torah speaking about? Which love? Is the Torah speaking about the passionate love? Or uh, the love of uh, a child to a father? Well, what's the love the Torah is speaking of? You love Hashem. What kind of love? What are we talking about? Let's speak English now. Oh, so you're saying it's emotional. Yes, so, so the... Huh, what? It's a different order, though. I'm saying it depends where you look at. No, what do you mean? I'm saying, like, a view of a king or a father of a king depends. And there's also an emotional side. We're using passion versus a father... Like, yeah, a parent and a child, a child and a parent, yeah. it's not necessarily passionate. What was the other option? The other option is a passionate, let's say, friends or a marriage. They could, you know, they could be passionate, passionate love. That's the love you feel. Yes. Right? You're passionate about it. Right? But a child loves a parent, not necessarily any passion. I feel like to a degree a child loves a parent because the parent is the one who buys them toys and gives them food and does all, all these like material things to a degree. Well, I don't know if that's why the child loves the parent. I don't yeah, know that's yeah, why. Yeah, he's also subconscious too. There's a, there's a, there's a deep-rooted connection between the parent and the child. Mm-hmm. It's very deep-rooted. See, it says in Pilkiyavis, there's these two types of Ava. There's Ava, there's a love, which is Tluya B'dav, which depends on something. And there's an Ava, which is Eina Tluya it doesn't depend on anything. Ava Tluya means that why do I love someone? Either because I'm gaining on the deal, you know, I get presents, or it could be because I ah, just like the way the person acts or feels or thinks or looks, you know, different reasons. So because of those reasons, I love. And if, if it's based on reasons, take away those reasons. There's no love. It's over. There's another app, which is Einat Libidomo. It doesn't depend on anything. It doesn't depend on anything. It's not going to stop. Okay. So when you have uh, children and parents, parents and children, is that an ava which is it depends on something, it doesn't depend on something, it doesn't. Okay, so, so a, a child loves the parent, you know. It doesn't mean the child's going to feel the love. It, the child might scream, I hate you. I hate you. Okay. But it doesn't matter, that's just on the surface. But really the child loves the, the, the parent. And it's rooted deep down inside the child. It's inside. But it doesn't mean you feel that. You can feel the opposite. You feel hate. I mean, the test. I mean, God forbid. You know, the the parent doesn't feel well. Is ill chas v'shalom. 
Okay, so even the child that said, I hate talking to you, usually the child will, will feel bad, very bad. Okay, it could be different reasons also, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's like, it's a very deep-rooted uh, connection. What won't the parent do for the child? But the child of the parents is another question, but you know, it's a very deep rooted. That's an average shame that it doesn't depend on anything. So that's the level of Malkut when it's uh, wired, when that's the way we are wired? I don't know. That's a very deep connection. It's deeper than emotions? It's, it's, it's deeper than passionate emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a soul connection. Passionate is where you want, because it's unbreakable? No. No, passion, passion goes up and down. It could stop. It could break. Because it's based on a reason. Okay, the passion is the something that excites me. You know, what excites me? I don't know. The way the person thinks, the way the person looks, it excites me. I get all excited. That's a passion. Okay, so that's based on a reason. Why, why am I, you know, why do I have this passion for? There's a reason. The reason could change. It could go away. Then, then the love could go away. But the ava of a child and a parent, and a parent and a child, is an ava <laughs> which doesn't depend on anything. So that's an ava which, um, which is meant to continue forever. And it does continue forever because it's a very deep-rooted ava. So the Torah says, Which love is the Torah speaking about? Is it talking about... The, the, the love, the passionate love is it's speaking about the, you know, child and parent. Okay, so I guess like most questions like this, the answer probably, you know, you could say both, like why not, you might as well say both. But, but on one hand you could say like this, you could say that when it comes to the mitzvah of um, of feelings such as loving Hashem. So th- there's a big question on this, on this type of mitzvah, mitzvah based on feeling. Big question. Well, I think it was like this. If Hashem tells me to put on tefillin, that makes a lot of sense. Put on tefillin. I'm not in the mood of putting on tefillin today. It doesn't matter. Hashem's giving me the mitzvah. I should put on tefillin. I put on tefillin. No, I to do it. Hashem's telling me. He's commanding me. I don't want to do it. It doesn't matter. He tells me to do it. I have to do it. It doesn't matter if I want to do it or I don't want to do it. What's the difference? He's telling me to do it. I have to do it. That's a command. But then Hashem tells me, I'm commanding you to love me. That's a strange command. The reason it's strange is because if I love Hashem anyway, then I don't need Hashem to command me. And if I don't love Hashem, and you command me to love, it's not going to help. If I don't love you, I don't love you. You can't command on an emotion. It's like Hashem, imagine a command. I'm commanding you to love ice cream. What kind of command is that? Either I love it, or I do. if I love ice cream, I don't need your command. And if I don't, your command won't help me. I hate the ice cream. What are you telling me I should lie? I don't. So he says, I'm giving you a mitzvah to love me. What kind of mitzvah is that? It's either I do or I don't. If I do, I don't need your command. And if I don't, commanding won't help me. So what kind of mitzvah is that?
So what's the answer to the question? What's the answer? Huh? There is a benefit. Of course there's a benefit. But again, how could you give a commandment on, on, a, on a feeling, on an emotion? How is that a valid command? Put it this way. Let's say a tzaddik. You have a tzaddik. A vein rosha. A tzaddik anyway loves Hashem. So Hashem says, I'm commanding you to love me. <laughs> I beat you to it. I love you anyway. You have a rosha. Love Hashem. I don't love Hashem. But I'm commanding you to love Hashem. Okay, thanks for the command. <laughs> it's not going to change anything. So how could Hashem command on an emotion? That's the question. No? Any thoughts on this? He gave us free will, so we could, I don't know, that even if we disobey it, he knows that we can come back tomorrow. Well, free will would mean that I, if I don't want to do something, I don't want to put on tefillin, I have free will, yes or no. Shem says, I'm commanding you to put on tefillin. So I have free will, I could do it, yes. And if, uh, if someone sins, you know, stopped uh, doing mitzvahs, and Hashem says, I'm commanding you to do the mitzvahs, you can start doing the mitzvahs, right? Free will. But if Hashem commands on a feeling, on a feeling, what kind of command is that? How do you command on a feeling? If we, if we look at uh, the root of, of what a mitzvah really is, so the mitzvah isn't like a command, we could look at it and, and also come to a understanding like in the way of like commanding someone but if we realize that the mitzvah is a connection with Hashem that really you know like we're like we're staying love your fellow man as yourself and Hashem is commanding you to to love Hashem it's it's because we're one with Hashem it's it's not a matter of not a command in order to do something but because that is how would you say your your essence in a way? Okay, so again, if that's my essence, then don't command me, because that's my essence anyway. Well, that's the thing. It's just how we are, in our human perspective, understanding the word command. Well, command has deeper meanings, but command also means do what I tell you. That's what a command is. Yeah, well, in that mess. way to get us. Because some, uh, sometimes, like a, a before love, fear has to kind of start. Like, or um, what's the what's the line in Psalms? For um, the beginning of wisdom is fear. Some so something even to to love Hashem, but it's a, as a command, it's it's like I, it's it's also establishing a. Right, but that doesn't I answer the question. The mitzvah means command. Now, it's true, mitzvah has deeper meanings. Mm-hmm. It's true. But you can't take away the basic understanding of a mitzvah. You can't take it away. You could add, go deeper into it, but you can't take away what it means. Mitzvah means command. That's what it means. It's more for me not to do what I tell you, it's more about do what I do to you. So that's how Hashem relates to us with love. And Hashem will not take less than that from 
our attitude. Well, he's commanding that dance, right. The question is, how could he command that? And this question implies not just to the mitzvah we're talking about. We're talking about the mitzvah of loving Hashem. Same question would be another mitzvah. You have to love your friend like yourself. Okay? You have to love everyone. Okay? You have to love everyone. So it's the same, same, same question. What do you mean love everyone? There's some guys I love. So I don't need you to tell me to love them because I love them anyway. Some people I don't love. Some people I can't stand. Which is terrible, by the way. It's a terrible thing. But anyway, some people I can't stand. Some people I don't love. The Shem says, love everyone. Love everyone? What do you mean? I don't. I don't love everyone. So how can you command me to love everyone? I feel like the... It actually makes more sense at this moment on a deeper level. So when you're saying you can't take away from the, act, the command itself, like, you know, from learning, like, the altar of is, it has the whole mimer on, you know, here in Amikabel, Alay Mitzvat, that all of us are like one body, uh, um, the whole Jewish soul. So in that sense, when you're, like, you're loving, just like, I you know, wouldn't reject my foot or my arm. It's all one part of me, my whole body. And that kind of deeper way, it makes sense then that God, that God is saying, you know, command, I command you, you should love me and you should love the, um, the your fellow men as yourself. And in a way of, like, like you're saying command, I was going to say, it's like, maybe it's a way to get us to think about how to do it. And then I think that's a different mitzvah in itself, how, knowing Hashem, so maybe it's something. It seems that like the, the kind of command in that sense is, is connected with, with fear. Not in a, but more in like a respect, like what's the, like in a biological sense, when you have fear, it gets you to kind of stop and assess before and think and before you continue on. But in that way, it's, it's like a gift. It's not a negative thing. Yeah, a command is positive. It's not negative. But again, the question we have now is, how could you command on an emotion? Okay, there's one mitzvah love Hashem. What, what kind of mitzvah is that? Another mitzvah love another is. What kind of mitzvah is that? Actually, may, maybe in, if we command somebody to, to love Hashem, then, like, if, if Hashem is commanding us to love Him, then we can realize that anything that occurs in life for us is for, for us. It's not happening to us. It's like, it's a sign of love. It's a, so in that way, we wouldn't confuse, you know, why is Hashem doing this to us, for example, because He's commanding us to love Him. So in that way, we can see. 
Okay, so let's talk about this now. Let's talk about this concept. So, so this question I'm asking is a famous question. And the Magid Mizrich, the Mizrich Magid, the successor of the Baal Shem Tev, he speaks about this question, he gives an answer. And uh, similar to when he answers, you could find in the Rambam also similar. So this is what the Magid says. The Magid says, <clears throat> the mitzvah of, of loving Hashem <clears throat> has an action. There's an action to that mitzvah. Now, when you put a mezuzah on the doorpost, there's an action. The action is you take a hammer, and you take a nail, and you bang the mezuzah into the doorpost. That's the action. Right? Every mitzvah has an action. How do you do the mitzvah? There's an action. When you have a matzah on Pesach, you got to use your teeth. Chew the matzah. That's the action. That way you're going to eat it. Okay, so the mitzvah of loving Hashem has an action. The action is do what it takes to love Hashem. That's the mitzvah. Do what it takes to love Hashem. So what does it take to love Hashem? Well, personal. Huh? Personal. What it takes to love Hashem is to think, meditate about the greatness of Hashem. And when you think deeply about the greatness of Hashem, then you will love Hashem. That's the system. Hashem says, love Hashem. I don't love Hashem, so what should I do? I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you the action. Start learning about Hashem. Start thinking about Hashem. Start davening about Hashem. Make Hashem a primarily a primary focus in your life, especially in your mind. In your mind, where you think about the goodness of Hashem. And the way Hashem created us is that the mind impacts the heart. It impacts the feeling. So when you think about the greatness of your misboinen, your misboinen, his boinenness, you think deeply in the greatness of Hashem, then you'll have a passion to Hashem. And likewise, the other mitzvah of loving another yid. How could you love every yid? I don't. How do you do that? The answer is when you think in your mind the greatness of every yid, you'll start loving every yid. So the action of the mitzvah is in your mind, primarily in your mind. <coughs> and your mind is, is, it could and should and must affect your heart. That's what the mitzvah is. So when Hashem is saying, you should love Hashem, what He's telling us, so what should you do? Okay. What you should do? Think about the greatness of Hashem. Learn about the greatness of Hashem. And this doesn't happen just, you know, in 10 seconds. Okay, the next 10 seconds, I'm going to think about the goodness of Hashem and I'm going to love Hashem. No, not necessarily. This takes work. It takes work. Loving Hashem is, is the action of that mitzvah. It takes work. It's something which takes time. You have to work on it every single day. Thinking about the greatness of Hashem. And then when you daven, you daven about the greatness of Hashem. You focus on your davening. Then you get to love Hashem. 
And likewise, loving another yid. You have to be misbeiner. That's the action of the mitzvah. What did you say misbeiner means again? To think deeply, very focused. Some people will use the word meditate. I, just, I don't like that word. <laughs> but so, so I'm changing the words. The Hebrew word is misbeiner. So, like, so like contemplate. Right. To deeply contemplate. Not necessarily uh, uh, thinking uh, was uh, advised by Magid. Some of his followers went with Kagat uh, approach. Not uh, correct me. I don't know, but this this is what the Magid says. He, he, he directed on, uh, on, uh, on, on that's a on, that's a teaching of the market. Yeah. The Rambam says something similar to this also, but the market directly discusses this. Now, we said before that Yid has an inherent an innate love to Hashem because we are the children of Hashem and Hashem is our father as we said before there's two types of Ava there's Ava Tluya Bedava a love which depends on something and then you have the other Ava the love which is not dependent on anything so the Ava which depends on something is that a passionate ava? <laughs> is that a passionate love? If it depends on something? Yeah, that's the passionate love. It depends on something. That's the passionate love. Then you have the other love, which doesn't depend on anything. That's not the passionate love. So a child loves a parent. That's not a passionate love. That's not an ava which depends on something, which causes a passion. This is the ava, a child to a parent, which doesn't depend on anything. So we just spoke about the question. The tailor says, love Hashem. How could you love Hashem if I don't? I don't know. How can you tell me to love? So the answer is, think about the greatness of Hashem. That way you love Hashem. So which love will I achieve when I think about the greatness of Hashem? The greater one. Will I achieve the Ava which depends on something? Or the Ava which doesn't depend on something? Which love will I achieve? Not the one that's not dependent. Which one? The one that's not dependent. The one that does depend. Okay, That's what you're going to achieve. Your reasons. Why? Why? Because you're thinking of reasons. Right. The, the love which depends is because... What does that mean? You're saying if you're thinking about it. Like if you're... You That's the... Right. That's what the mitzvah is. The mitzvah is think about the greatness of Hashem. So which love is that? That's the love which depends on something. That's the love. Like a lower level. In a certain way, it's a lower level. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, by this line of thinking, how how does how is one tapping into the Abba, um, not Bitanugim, but the, the greater way? Oh, this is what we're going to talk about next. This is what we're going to talk about next. So, again. Let's summarize. The Shem says, love, you must love Hashem. It's a mitzvah. So what am I supposed to do? How do I, how do I uh, listen to this command? 
by being misbun, and I have to think deeper, okay, Hashem. And then I develop a passion of Hashem, okay? And that's a love which depends on something. And this love, by the way, very often goes up and down. You know, one day I'm more passionate about Hashem because I thought a lot about Hashem. But the next day, I don't know, it doesn't work so much. You know, it, it's an up and down. You know, sometimes you have more, sometimes you have less. It's not always the same. The passionate love is not always equal. It always has ups and downs. Sometimes the ups go very up. Sometimes the downs go very down. It's ups and downs. But then there's the other ava that a yid has to Hashem, which is not clear. It doesn't depend on anything. That's the ava that we have. Not a passionate love, no. That's because we're children of Hashem. So we have this unconditional love to Hashem. This is the love which doesn't depend on anything. Now when it comes to this love, is this part of the mitzvah of Ahavtas Hashem Lekecha? It's part of the mitzvah. In other words, we spoke about one part of the mitzvah. Where the Torah says, you should love Hashem. What kind of love? A passionate love. That's the mitzvah. But is there also another part of the mitzvah where you should also love Hashem like a child to a parent? A love which doesn't miss. Is that part of the mitzvah? So here you could argue two ways. <laughs> you could say it's not part of the mitzvah. Why? Because you anyway, every year there's anyway a child of Hashem. So anyway we have this unconditional love. It's not passionate, but we all have that anyway. So how could you command me to love Hashem? You know, this unconditional love. I anyway love Hashem because I'm a child of Hashem. And on the other hand, if I don't feel this love, so commanding me won't necessarily make a difference. So you could present the argument that the mitzvah of loving Hashem is only about the passionate love. It's not about this love which we're children of Hashem. That's not part of the mitzvah. Because that we have anyway. That's one approach you could take. But you could also take another approach and say that the mitzvah loving Hashem is both loves. Not just the passionate love, but also the love that we're children to Hashem. That's also included in the mitzvah. And if you're going to ask, what kind of mitzvah is that we anyway love Hashem. We're children of Hashem. Why are you giving me a mitzvah? So the answer to this would be, yeah, you have to reveal that love. You have to reveal it. It's true, you have it. But it doesn't mean you feel it. It doesn't mean it's active in your life. So the mitzvah is saying, make it active in your life. Activate it. But how are you going to activate it? So again, there's two loves. There's the passionate love, which is called it depends on something. And there's the Ava, which is unconditional. So when it comes to the conditional Ava, the passionate Ava, so what's the mitzvah that Hashem is telling me when it comes to this Ava? What am I supposed to do? What's the action? Think about the greatness of Hashem. And then I'll have a passionate love to Hashem. But when it comes to the other Ava, the Ava which doesn't depend on anything, like a child to a parent, What's the action of this mitzvah? 
They want Avo now. Avo. That would be more of like a. Not, not like a contemplate, but more. That would be more like on a meditation. Saying that the commandment about the relation to your parents is uh, never to love your parents, but, but to honor your parents. Okay, I'm saying loving Hashem. Loving Hashem. It's true, that's not the commandment. Because you don't have to be commanded. But th- thinking, it's, it's, it's natural. Like we were saying about the Ava based on condition, when you're thinking about the greatness of Hashem can kind of be limited because you're just thinking it out of thinking from however the person's level of mind is, but to, 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 to tap into and reveal the greater level of love, which is not based on anything, you kind of need to go beyond just thinking. Well, to, to, to activate this deeper love that we have to Hashem, because Hashem is our father and we're the children, this deeper love, uh, there's different approaches to take but one of the approaches is this time don't think about Hashem think about yourself or the thinking change the focus changes thinking about yourself what should you think about yourself who am I that's the question who am I who am I really when you start digging into this question who am I really you will uncover you'll discover I am really in a shama, part of Hashem. That's who I am. I'm one thing with Hashem. That's my real identity. So when you focus on that, you, you're misbinding, you think deeply of who I am. That way you expose and reveal this love to Hashem because Hashem is our Father and we're the child. Not the passionate love. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the love a child has to a parent. So, so one second. In other words, like this. When you're dealing with a passionate love of Hashem, and Hashem says, you should love me, if you talk about the passionate love, how do you do that? What's the action? Think about the greatness of Hashem. But the mitzvah also includes loving Hashem besides the passionate love. Also, as a child loves the parent. So what's the action of this mitzvah? Think about what a yid is. That's it for the What's a yid? What's my neshama? Who am I? And when you think about that, you'll discover I'm one thing with Hashem. That itself gives the strength to reveal this love of a child to a parent. That we are the children of Hashem. Hashem is our father. What were you saying? Is it bitul, that the second uh, attitude? You'll also need bitul. You'll need that too. Yeah? No, but it's thinking of greatness uh, for Ava, which is emotional, and uh, thinking of uh, bitul uh, when Ava is like a child? I don't know. I don't know if, if that's the main focus. It's like, it's like you have a, uh, let's take the, the muscle, the analogy of, of a child and a parent. Child and a parent, where, uh, you know, when does this, when does the child feel more the love to a parent? It's usually not a passionate love, but when does the child feel it more? 
So when the child goes away from the parent or the parent goes away from the child, there's a distance for a long time, at least before, before you could communicate so easily, you know. Then finally you see a parent, oh, it's like a big joy, you know, you, you suddenly start feeling it, you know. So even if the child doesn't travel far away, the child stays at home, but if the child will start thinking, look, I'm so lucky, I have a tactic, I'm a child, I'm a tactic, it's a gift, it's a bracha, I'm connected, you know, you start thinking of, of who I am. You know, what's my relationship? So that's the way to develop this love that we have to Hashem as a child, to a parent. So the mitzvah of loving Hashem includes two loves. These two loves. What about the mitzvah of loving another yid? Which love is that? If you want to parallel that to the love of Hashem, which love is that? Is that the passionate love? Or is that like the love of a child to a parent? Which love is that? Uh, What are you saying? Like the deeper one. Like a child to his parent. Or both? Yeah. Or both? The fellow the child as you are. Yeah. It's both. It includes both. You're supposed to have a double love to every single unit. Double love. One love is, let's start with the deeper one. The deeper love is, we're all brothers. We all share the same father. We all have a neshama which is part of Hashem. And all the neshamas are together. They're not separate, they're together. Because we have one father. Every neshama, if you dig, if you dig deeper into the neshama, we all have the same agenda. We all want to connect to Hashem. Okay, that's one love to another yid. The other love is the more passionate one. You know, you also have to think about the qualities of another yid. It's also important to think about good qualities of another yid. It's more difficult sometimes. Okay, so sometimes we're great. We're experts at looking, finding the negative parts of other people. What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? We're very good at that. But to find the good parts of everyone, that takes more work. It takes more focus. To see something good about someone. Okay, so that's the two parts of loving another yid. One is, he's a yid. What else do you want to know? He's a yid. One thing with Hashem. That's the more, that's the avo which doesn't depend on something. That's more the, the instinctive avo, that's a deeper avo. And you have the other half of another year. You have to look at the advantage of the greatness of every year. That's also part of, of the midst of loving another year. It's two parts. Okay, so, so we discussed the, the two parts of the mitzvah of loving Hashem, loving another year, two levels of Ava, and it's two different isbainanis, two different things that you have to think about. If you want to love Hashem passionately, there's one thing you should think about. 
you want to love Hashem like a child, there's another way to think, another something else to think about. However, there's a very big difference between these two loves and what generates the love. The passionate love, conditional love, and the unconditional love. Either way, you have to focus and think about it, but there's a very big difference. When it comes to the passionate love to Hashem, your mind, when you think about the goodness of Hashem, that generates the love to Hashem. That sort of creates the love to Hashem. But when it comes to the other love of Hashem, because I'm a child to Hashem, Hashem is my father, I also have to think about, about what? What I have to think about? Yourself. About myself, my connection, right? At that point, when I awaken that love as a child to Hashem, I did not create that love. I awakened it. Okay, there's a difference between creating love and awakening love. When it comes to the passionate love to Hashem, there I need to create the love. When it comes to the love that I have to Hashem as a child, I don't need to create that love. It's there. What I need to do is awaken that love. And that's done by thinking about who I really am. Creating and like generating Creating, it's generating like is really, one thing, yeah, yeah. Like as opposed really, to awakening. Yeah, revealing of the awakening. Now, what kind of love does Hashem have for us? You know, we know that every mitzvah that Hashem gives us, so it says that Hashem does also. Hashem tells us to put on tefillin. He puts on tefillin, whatever his tefillin is. Okay? He gives us a mitzvah, love Hashem. He also does the mitzvah. How does he do the mitzvah? By loving a yid. That's how he does the mitzvah. So what kind of love does Hashem have to us? Does he have the love of the passionate one? Or does, does he have like a parent and a child? Which love does he have to us? A father to a child. And like a master. Master to the servant and the father to the child. So, so Hashem has a double love for us. Just like we have a double love to Hashem, He's all of us. No one, He loves us unconditionally. Every year is my child. Hashem loves every year, child of Hashem, unconditionally. That's one level. There's another level of love of Hashem where He actually appreciates each one individually. Hashem looks at the, at the, the good of each one of us and He loves us. Both unconditional love and conditional love. Hashem sees how precious we are. He sees how every year is a treasure, so valuable. And Hashem sees the good in each one of us much more than we see the good of ourselves. It's like you would think, some people will think, well, why would Hashem even love me? If you would know who I really am, why would Hashem even love me? The answer is, he loves us more than we love ourselves. He appreciates us more than we appreciate ourselves. Yeah, but we also have bad parts. <clears throat> what about that? Maybe you should hate us for that. Like, well, what do you mean? We have good, we have bad. You know, we're a treasure, but we do bad things also. Yeah, so that's like a, a parent that loves a child, right? So if the child does something nice, the parent will appreciate that. 
If your child does something good, you appreciate more than another child did something better. You know, your child got an 80 on the test. He usually fails. He got an 80, I'm so excited. But my friend's uh, child got 100. I'm not so excited. I'm happy, I'm not excited. My child got an 80, I'm excited because it's my child. Yeah, but my child did something wrong also. Yeah, so, so what? So, what should, so should I hate him now? What should I do now? He's my child. He did something wrong, okay. Uh, fix it. But he did something great. Oh, he's something special. Oh, that's the love. See, when a parent, the, 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 the first time a child stands up, you know, a baby stands up, first time you know the reaction of the parents they go crazy did you see he stood up then the first time he walks oh i'm going crazy did you see he walks even though he fell five times that's besides the point he walked and he fell he walked and he fell no he walked i was excited what are you so excited about every person that's old knows that why are you excited nah you know it's like the first time he's walking it's like an achievement okay and if it's your child, it makes a difference. If another child starts walking, okay, that's nice, that's cute. If it's your child, it's exciting. But he walked and he fell. He walked and he fell, yeah, but he walked. He fell, oh, it doesn't matter, okay, good, but he walked. Shem looks at us, he sees every step we take. We're walking, <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, but we fell. Okay, it's true, well, let's get back up, what's the problem? So Hashem has this double love for us. Unconditional love. We're a yid. We're a child of Hashem. And then the reasons. Every yid is such a, so beautiful, such a treasure. Every yid is so rich. There's so much to yid. And this will be revealed fully when Mashiach comes. Then we'll see the intense love Hashem always had for us. Okay, we'll stop here.